Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. Welcome to Spirit Talk. It's been too long. Feels amazing to sit down and record. I was missing this, um, and it definitely won't be as long to wait for the next episodes. I've just had some stuff going on. I had uh, my son at home for a couple weeks unexpectedly because he had a close contact. Um, Long story short, I'm here now. I have some amazing interviews lined up, which I'm super excited about. And you know, just a quick note, one of the things that kept me from starting a podcast for so long was the tech stuff. It felt intimidating to me. I I wasn't sure how to create a podcast, technically speaking. And as it turns out, I've made a bit of a tech boo-boo with regard to low volume. (laughs) Oops. I hadn't even realized there was a scroll bar for the volume on my mic in the software I use. So in the past, if you've had to crank up the volume just to hear, my apologies. I have figured it out. Uh, so if you're going from one episode to another and you you might have to turn down the volume now that I've realized this. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I'll say it again. I've said it before. It's all a learning experience and I thank you for your patience with me. I actually took a three hour, three hours, give or take workshop prior to starting Spirit Talk on how to start a podcast. And it was incredible. I learned so much. I got over that fear of the tech stuff, even though I've made, you know, a little, a few little errors. It's just the learning curve. But um, Danielle Sarank, also known as the Squamish Medium, is a lovely medium and mentor. She's in Squamish, BC, here in BC. Uh, she runs the workshop, and I'm sure she'll do more, uh, called The Empowered Podcaster. If you've been thinking of starting your own podcast, I highly recommend looking into that course or workshop. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm thrilled to see the audience grow. I just had a look at the metrics before recording this and was amazed to see the podcast has been downloaded in 14 countries. That blows me away. It brings a big smile to my face and I just want to mention there is a Facebook group I created to discuss topics that you hear on the show or bring up your own spiritual discussion topics please feel free to post comments, questions, whatever you like in there. Just keep in mind, um, you know, be respectful and keep it of a spiritual nature. The group is called Spirit Talk, a group for spiritual discussion. (laughs) Maybe not the most catchy name, but it's simple. So I will put the link to that group in the uh, show notes and check it out if you are interested. Thank you very much. And to help build and grow this community, if you enjoy this episode, please like, share, follow, or review this podcast. It really helps me out. Uh, Today's topic is empaths and a bit of life stuff that us empaths tend to have in common. I have talked about empaths 
I think the episode is called Empaths, Why You Need to Know You Are One (laughs) on a previous episode. And so you can check that out if you are interested in this topic, if you haven't already. Um, So I'm just going to go kind of deeper into types of empaths and kind of some psychology crap that we all tend to deal with, or it seems to be a common theme anyways. So let's get into it. Types of empaths from the book Empath, A Complete Guide for Developing Your Gift and Finding Your Sense of Self by Judy Dyer. A really, really quick read, little book, all about um, empaths. I highly recommend it for young people like teenagers and or just anybody getting to know that they are an empath. Some super valuable information in there. And I'm just going to go over what Judy Dyer explains regarding types of empaths, because I find it really interesting. I think you will too. Okay, geomancy. Geomancers have the ability to feel Earth's energy. When they are on a certain land and in certain places, they can feel the energy. When a natural disaster is about to take place, regardless of where it is happening, they get headaches. Super interesting. Again, this is all from that book. I will put the book in the show notes as well, okay? Number two, telepathy. They have the ability to read thoughts of others, period. Okay, I am going to have a whole episode about telepathy coming up. I find this really interesting and I think most people have this ability. Let's just leave it at that because I am going to go deep on telepathy at some point here soon. Number three from the book, psychometry. They have the ability to receive energy from impressions, places, photographs, or objects. Really cool. This is really fun. It's a really neat thing to do psychometry as exercises to kind of strengthen your psychic ability. I've done it in classes many times and you can do it with friends. You don't have to be a part of a circle or a group. You can just, you can do this with friends really easily. It's, it's, Kind of a fun little exercise and a type of being an empath, according to Judy Dyer. Uh, Number four, physical healing. The ability to feel the physical symptoms of others in their own body, which they can then use to promote healing. Yeah, okay. So this is often used by, and this is just me saying this, I'm going to give my little interludes to what the book says. This is often used by Reiki practitioners. And I'll be talking a lot about Reiki as well in future episodes. I am a Reiki practitioner. I haven't started building up clients yet for Reiki just because of the state of the world. And um, I really wanted to get a lot of practice behind me. And that's what I'm doing and I do Reiki on myself like well not every day but very often and it's seriously life-changing I would love everybody in the world to get Reiki one just for the self-healing but that's just my aside on that okay number five animal communication the ability to feel hear and communicate with animals how cool I know people who have this very strongly Number six, emotional healing, the ability to feel the emotions of others. That is kind of generally what people refer to as when they're talking about being an empath, they talk about the ability to feel the emotions of others. And that's just number six of 10 in this book from Judy Dyer. Uh, Number seven, nature, the ability to communicate with nature and plants. 
uh, to me, this like gives me this ding, 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 ding feeling in my brain, in my heart, in my solar plexus. It's plants again. <laughs> I'm going to have an episode about plants. I know that sounds a little weird to people <laughs> when you're referring to a spiritual podcast about plants. Maybe not everybody, but I'm sure some people are like, what the? But I have this, this nature empath ability. I have a very green thumb. My house is filled with plants. Uh, my husband's come to love it, actually. He's like, look at all these beautiful plants, and he just admires them. So that's nice, because I thought he was going to think I'm a crazy, not a crazy cat lady, a crazy plant lady. <laughs> I just tune into the energy of the plant and know its needs innately. So I guess that is a type of empath according to this book and I find that really interesting. Okay, number eight, mediumship. The ability to feel the energy and presence of spirits. How beautiful, you know, as I said in other episodes, I develop in mediumship um, and it does come up in some readings I've done lately. And yeah, mediumship is its own very big topic. Of course, people study all their lives to become better and better in mediumship. And of course, that will be something I talk about regularly. And it is listed here as a type of empath. So how cool? How cool? Okay, number nine, knowing or claircognizance. I've talked about this before in You Are Psychic episode. The ability to know what has to be done in any given situation. This is often coupled with a feeling of calm and peace in the midst of a crisis. Interesting. I like how she puts that. That is, I do find that to be true is that the knowing comes with a sense of calm. I did talk about that in the last episode about anxiety versus intuition and you know intuition does come through in a calm way so claircognizance a just just a knowing it wouldn't have any kind of anxiousness or fear attached to it when it is true claircognizance really interesting that's number nine on the list okay number 10 precognition the ability to feel when something significant is about to take place this is often an unexplainable feeling of doom or dread. Huh. Hmm. I don't know how to feel about that one, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that I've ever experienced this. I have definitely experienced unexplainable doom or dread. I think we all have as human beings, but I don't know that I've experienced it connected with uh, kind of a premonition of something about to happen, but that is number 10 on the list. That is a fun, quick little read about empaths. I do suggest that book for anybody who is just discovering that they're an empath or really anybody who's interested in the topic at all. Okay, so one of the things I've become passionate about is helping people step into their power. I've been doing phone readings lately, just soul to soul kind of readings it's not something I've advertised at all. It's just all been through word of mouth. And I love that. It's just unfolding beautifully before me without kind of any effort on my part, which is <laughs> amazing. I mean, the effort does come in my own development, but with regard to being asked to get readings, I haven't 
I have not advertised it in any way. So it's really kind of neat to look at how this is unfolding for me anyway. Something that has come up in the readings lately over and over is women who are not recognizing their gifts and are having a hard time stepping into their power. One of those gifts being an empath, however that looks to them. And so I want everybody to see being an empath as an amazing quality rather than a burden. So many people who are empaths have been conditioned to believe that they are weak. And screw that is what I say. (laughs) Empaths speak energy. Let's look at the bright side for a sec. One of the cool things that empaths can do is feel another person's happiness. You know those moments of pure joy? An empath can tap into other people's joy and feel it as if it's their own. And it becomes their own because even though it wasn't them who had the initial feeling or experience, they are so thrilled for the person experiencing the joy and they feel it within themselves. They could cry tears of happiness by experiencing somebody else's moment. Shit, if that isn't a gift, I don't know what is. It's that feeling of connectedness and being tapped into collective energy that is so truly amazing. Now, the flip side is being unaware that you are an empath. And for unaware empaths, the comparison trap is real. When we follow people on social media or whatever it is and they have a great message or they do what we wish we were doing, often what people don't realize is that maybe that person you're watching is screaming on the inside. They feel like they aren't enough. They struggle with imposter syndrome. They're doing it anyway. They're moving through the fear. All of this stuff is invisible to the person viewing it and comparing is never a fair game because you don't know the whole picture of what you're comparing yourself to. Perhaps this person you've been watching has been overcoming their own shit for years, also known as doing the work. The point is comparison is never fair. Don't do it. Try to recognize when you're getting into that pattern and do you. Do you. (laughs) That's a phrase that's used a lot these days and it makes sense to me. What I like to interpret that as is be responsible for your own energy. So that kind of brings me to grounding and boundaries. For me, grounding has to be very intentional, meaning I don't naturally ground very well. I don't have a lot of earth in my natal chart and that's definitely a part of it. Uh, If I'm not careful, I'll just kind of float away if I don't intentionally ground. My spirit will not really live within my body in a sense. It's, It's tough to describe really, I guess, but I have a harder time being in the present moment when I'm ungrounded. So in order to ground, there are a few things I like to do. I I literally go up to trees and put my hands on them. I'll just sit there for a moment, kind of taking the earth's energy in. I also collect rocks. I'll hold them in my hands and paint them. I like to paint mandalas on them. I'll have rocks all around my house. (laughs) Um, Just taking a walk in nature. 
or tending to my house plants, taking salt baths, like a nice hot bath with a lot of Epsom salts or herbs and salts. And most importantly, I set the intention to bring my conscious awareness into the present and ground my energy. So it's also about intention. Now, boundaries are a form of self-care. Empaths especially tend to give away their power when they aren't aware of being an empath and what that means for them. And so what do I mean by giving away your power? Anytime you're doing something that you really don't want to do but are afraid you'll seem mean or unkind, that's giving your power away. If someone asks you for a favor and you say yes right away without even thinking, oh, it conflicts with plans you were really excited about, that's giving your power away. Not trusting yourself and only seeking outside validation and answers, giving your power away. Putting everyone over yourself because you think it's the right thing to do, giving your power away. So this is why unaware empaths make excellent prey for narcissists. Empaths want to see the best in everyone. And many narcissists have gaslighting down to a science. They manipulate people's minds into believing nearly anything. That's pretty much what gaslighting is, making a person feel wrong when they were not, making a person feel guilty when they shouldn't, making a person feel less than when they are not. This happened to my own sister. I have a little sister. We have the same dad, um, and her mom is my stepmom. When she was quite young, she got a tattoo saying, keep your power. What an excellent message. She knew this intellectually because she was taught it by her parents. And when I look at this now, I see that it's almost as if the universe had her drill that message in so strongly, such that she got it tattooed on her body because of what was about to come. She ended up marrying a a narcissist. And so it was her time to embody the lesson, keep your power. And luckily she did not stay in the marriage for years and years trying to no avail to make it work. When she recognized the reality of her situation, she started to collect her power back. Now I'm sure her tattoo has a whole new meaning to her now. And she's fully (laughs) incorporated that lesson. Whereas prior to maybe she just knew it. Now she's experienced it. Uh, She's learned from it and she's come out stronger for it. And I know that she's grateful that she was taught to keep her power when she was young because had she not had that messaging, likely she could very well still be in this marriage being stripped of her power over and over and over. So with regard to energetic boundaries, first knowing that you're an empath is a good start. Many people go through life not understanding their gift or ability in that way. And I am no psychologist or counselor. It is an interest of mine. I do like to read about these things. I haven't gone to school for these things. So please don't take my advice as if I'm a doctor. But I speak from my own experiences and observations. And over the years, I've been learning to be responsible for my own energy and have energetic boundaries. 
I'm not perfect at this, of course, but just paying attention to it and living intentionally with regard to my own aura and energetic field has made a big difference in my life, especially with regard to being an empath. For me, recognizing patterns of stifling my own voice, not speaking up for myself when I should, putting my own wants and needs on a back burner for others, that was a wake-up call of sorts. When I realized that I did those things so much, and so many people do walk through life doing those things, playing small and just letting life happen to me and not owning my power, that was a place of stagnancy. And it was a reawakening and a calling to live more spiritually that made me realize that personal growth and knowing myself is a big key to living a rich and fulfilled life. So in order to have energetic boundaries, one first needs to know their own energy well. When you truly know yourself, you're able to better determine when you're taking on other people's energy that you don't want. That's where sitting in the power comes in. You'll hear many people in the spiritual realm talk about sitting in the power. So let me break that down a little. Sitting in the power is when you sit alone and build up your own energy. I like to sit and start out with music. Lately, one of my go-to songs has been by Leanne Rhymes, believe it or not. Um, it's called Let the Light In. It's a gorgeous song. So if you sit there and you build your own energy and power, it builds and builds to where after some time, it can fill the room you're in. Just as the term sitting in the power suggests, this exercise is incredibly empowering. It's one of the most important tools in my toolbox. It helps with knowing one's own energy, but it also, it's a reset of the mind. Any type of negative mindset issues can be turned around with the help of sitting in the power as often as possible. I like to sit in the power for about 15 to 20 minutes. I start by sitting comfortably, taking a few deep breaths in and out, kind of a rudimentary way of doing breath work. Then I put on the high vibe song that I like, like the one I mentioned. And when the song's over, I sit in silence. Sometimes I'll play music the whole time, but I'll sit in silence usually and just continue to call back in my power, my energy, building up my power, calling it back in from wherever I may have left it. <laughs> like anything, it does take practice and you get better in time, but there's no one way to do it. The best thing to is to do what feels right as long as there is the intention to call in your power and build it up. And to someone else, it would just look like you're meditating probably. But it is a life changer. I highly suggest doing it. There's lots of resources out there on YouTube or uh, I'm sure there's books though. I haven't read books on sitting in the power. But please consider sitting in the power. You will feel amazing once you really get over yourself and <laughs> don't think, oh, what the hell am I doing here? That's imposter syndrome. That's a little gremlin called the ego. Let him ride in the back of the bus, okay? <laughs> All right. So sitting in the power is absolutely amazing for anybody who wants to strengthen their psychic abilities, their gifts. Um, sit in the power as often as you can because through sitting in the power, there is a side effect. Your abilities become stronger. 
because you've called back in your energy. Your energy gives you power. That's a place you want to start with any type of work with spirit for obvious reasons. You don't want to start out when you're depleted or feeling a negative mindset. So when it comes to being an empath, knowing your own energy is imperative. It's a big part of understanding when you're absorbing things that you don't want in your energetic field. Then when you're able to make decisions about what you allow to permeate your energy and what you don't, there's way less burnout, overwhelm, anxiousness. I hope that makes sense to you listeners what I'm what I'm saying and I'm sure there are people who resonate with this. Another thing that we can do about discovering ourselves is where we perhaps had walls up, blocks, however you want to say it. Many empaths create energetic walls as a trauma response. That's not an effective boundary and in fact it hinders the person creating the walls mostly because the wall is just there. It's not something that the person chooses. It's built up as a coping mechanism and, you know, try having a full spiritual life with a bunch of walls. Good luck. So while some empaths are told they're too sensitive, too delicate, they feel too much and they're kind of broken open, some others are seen as or can be seen as cold, turned off, overly barriered, and it's them who needs to learn to be vulnerable. So they can kind of, with the trauma response, go one of two ways, maybe more. Again, I'm no psychologist, but this is what I've observed uh, through reading people's energy over the past few years. So why is this psychology talk part of a spiritual podcast that talks a lot about developing abilities like mediumship? Because the two are intrinsically linked. A person will never reach their full potential with regard to psychic development in any way without doing the self-work and self-healing as well. To get deeper into the psychology, but still in a really spiritual way, I always suggest following the holistic psychologist's work. Dr. Nicole LaPera. Um, I'll list her page in the show notes. She's an incredible resource. She's very active on Instagram and YouTube and puts out a ton of free content regarding healthy boundaries and so much more. She's been open about going through an awakening process and does not follow conventional old school psychology practices, thus the name holistic psychologist. For anyone looking to understand themselves well, she is an excellent resource and she's just released a book called How to Do the Work. I have it on order and I'm super excited to receive it. So knowing ourselves as best as we can is a huge part of what it means to be spiritual. Through knowing ourselves better, we can come to know each other better as well. There's literally no downside to knowing yourself. And that's kind of what I wanted this episode to reflect. Anything you want to do, spiritually speaking, be it strengthening your clairvoyance, learning remote viewing or energy healing, it's all going to get better when you're aware of your own energy. You can learn what type of empath you are, what strengths you have as a person, uh, what people admire about you. Uh, Do a little journaling about it. Um, Really feel into your own spirit and energy and 
discover who you are. It's incredibly empowering and it just leads to more and more greatness and more avenues in your life and more doors opening and doesn't come easily or quickly, but it is incredibly worth it. And I'm doing it right along with you guys. So let me go ahead and pull a card. Anybody who resonates with this episode, this is for you, a card for the collective of you people who are tuning in. Thank you so much. This card is going to come from Kyle Gray's Oracle deck called the angel guide just a moment oh okay we had a card pop out <laughs> this is how spirit works you guys the message is on point self-acceptance i'll put a picture of the card in my instagram stories uh, Lovely. Okay, I'm going to read from the book because this is just going along with everything that I've said in the episode. Your message for the card is, you are making an incredible effort to heal and release habits and thoughts that once held you back. Take a moment to look at yourself through the loving eyes of mother, father, God, and appreciate how far you've come, all the adversity you've faced, and the person you are today. Angels are wrapping their wings around you and encouraging you to see what they see. And they see you as perfect just the way you are. If your confidence has dropped recently or you've not been as positive as you'd like to have been, change that now by giving yourself credit where credit is due. Maybe you've discovered that negative talk and thoughts aren't working for you. This is a time to try loving yourself instead. To get started, try speaking to yourself more respectfully and giving yourself some leeway and some time to change. Oh my goodness, what a beautiful message. And of course, I, I pulled the card based on what this episode topic is about and <laughs> spirit delivered because the two are so in a line. So that is it for this episode, you guys. I hope you enjoyed. I have interviews coming up on next episodes, uh, one with a lovely woman who reads tarot and is discovering her own spiritual journey through tarot and many other experiences, and she's from England. We will tune into her next. I believe she'll be on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until we meet again, friends. Friends.